So Carlton Pearson, I want to say a few words about him. Carlton Pearson caught me at a time when I needed him. Now, if you know anything about my background, you know I come from Tulsa, Oklahoma. This is Carlton's, has been his home for most of his ministry career, all of his ministry career, really. And I had moved away to Interlock in Switzerland, and I had been on my own journey of what now they refer to as deconstruction. At that time, it was just called being rebellious. But I had been on my own, own personal journey and one that I didn't really feel comfortable talking with many people about. But I had always been a questioner. I had always been someone for whom that traditional religious experience was always a weird fit. It just never quite fit me. And I had constant questions, continual questions. And I had gone to a Christian college against my will. And I had moved away to Interlock in Switzerland after uh, college. And I came back from Interlock in Switzerland where I had even more time to sort of explore my own you know, feelings and thoughts around you know, traditional Christianity. And I came back and a lot of folks accosted me when I first came back and went, did you know Carlton Pearson went crazy? He went crazy. Did you hear what's happening with Carlton? Well, it turns out that he hadn't actually gone crazy. What he had started to do was deconstruct his own traditional Christian beliefs. That was what was happening. And it had apparently been happening with him over a number of years, as it had been happening with me over a number of years. And at that time, his church, Higher Dimensions, was, it was, it was, a, there was a bloodletting that was happening. Members were fleeing. Everything was breaking apart because other ministers in the city had started to expose him for his scandalous um, teachings and uh, his ministry credentials were starting to be questioned. Everything was falling apart at that time. And as everyone was sort of fleeing the ship, I felt myself being drawn to his ministry when I had never really been a part of his ministry. Like I said, I grew up in Tulsa. His ministry was always a very prominent one there. But it wasn't until this breaking apart started to happen that I felt drawn to him. And I just wanted to understand more about what he was saying, you know, how he came to the place that he came. And of course, knowing Christians, this all came down to, to hell. This was where all the controversy really lay, because I think he could have said any number of things and he wouldn't have been questioned in the way he was. But because he was addressing this idea of eternal damnation, um, that was just the unforgivable sin to a lot of Christians and still is. Um, but what I admired at that time in attending his church for, for the time that I did stay in Tulsa after leaving Switzerland was the steadfastness with which he maintained his commitment to what he was exploring and observing in his own heart in relation to his, his faith. He was steadfast and he maintained integrity within that because he lost everything. He literally lost everything. And I, I just find it kind of funny to have grown up in evangelical Christianity as I did, um, that so many of, I'll say us, so many of us have almost a, a romanticizing of the idea of martyrdom. So many Christians 
uh, believe in their hearts that they are modern day martyrs for their faith or are anticipating a time when they will become martyrs for their faith. And to watch someone who was truly ostracized and cast out and rejected and had every earthly thing taken away from him for what he believed, and this was done to him by other Christians, to watch that process play out before my eyes, it helped me to truly understand what it meant to be dedicated and devoted to what you believe. Are you really willing to withstand everything that you have to go through in order to be steadfast and maintain that sense of direction that's coming from that place deep in your heart, regardless of what anybody else has to say. Um, I think a lot of people over time, those family members that I maybe did discuss my belief system with, friends that I discussed my, my shifting beliefs with over the years, which haven't been many, many may assume that you know, a lot of where I moved and a lot of what I believe came from uh, Pastor Carlton. It really did not. You know, I was there to simply bear witness to what was going on with him. He was merely affirming something that I already knew and already believed in my heart. But what he did show me was what it meant to stand firm in what you believe through all of the opposition, through all of the naysayers and the scandal. And I, I have never witnessed a minister go through more than what I witnessed him go through. I mean, those of you who've grown up in church, you know, you know, we've watched pastors be sat down and, and taken through their process of reconciliation when they've made uh, moral missteps and mistakes. And we've watched them be treated with more love and care and kindness, where it seems like the whole idea is is restoration. You know, let's let's restore this pastor back to their place. And that was not a process that was granted to Carlton Pearson, not at all. There were people close to me that would say, well, let's just let's just wait it out. You know, this is this is a strategy that he's using. We'll just kind of watch where this goes. We'll watch it. And as soon as he realizes that it's not going to grow his church, he'll back off of it. He'll back off of it. This isn't, you know, this isn't real. But now here we are 20 years later, and he is still preaching what he believes through all of the ups and downs. And there have not been many lives that I have been able to witness up close and personal that have spoken to me in the way that his life has spoken to me. And speaking of speaking to me, when I first came back uh, from Switzerland, a friend of mine, Dion Lambert, um, took me to Pastor Carlton's office and she had heard some of the songs that I was writing and she said, I want you to play some of your songs for him. And I played one song called uh, I Dare Not Dream that I still have yet to record. And he heard that song and he immediately, see, so sat behind his desk and he immediately just started to speak, you know, in our verbiage, uh, Christianese, we call it. He, he started to speak a bit prophetically. It wasn't, thus saith the Lord, but he started to speak from his heart about what he saw for me. And there are things that he spoke into my life at that time that I am seeing come to fruition right now. There is so much that he said to me on that day that I am seeing the results of right now. And I really can't say the same for a lot of those ministers that came through uh, our churches who claimed to be much more holy and upstanding and upright before God. He was called an apostate at that time. 
And he is one of the few ministers that I can point to whose words have carried through the years and have had greater and deeper meaning as the years have gone on. So if that's what an apostate is, I'm not so sure that that's a bad thing. But I said all that to say that Carlton Pearson's life has had a monumental influence on my life. But I count myself among the many, many people whose lives have been impacted by the ministry of Carlton Pearson. And many of those people have rejected him and their lives were still impacted by him. But I think he became a little bit of a, of a hot potato, something people didn't want to touch. And I can't say that I haven't avoided a little bit of that smoke of not wanting to be associated with someone who was constantly being criticized. But in the last few years, I have become familiar with what that is like to be constantly derided and criticized and told that you are not on the right path. But I continue to forge ahead. And I do that in the spirit of Carlton Pearson, who taught me how to be courageous and who taught me how to stand up for what I believe in. So Carlton Pearson, I salute you. I honor you. I thank you and I love you. Thank you for everything that you have been in my life. Thank you.